Hey everyone, welcome to the show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany and let me tell you, one of my pillars of my platform is interiors. It just makes my heart so happy. It makes me sing, walking into a beautiful space, whether it be my home or someone else's home or a museum or just someone's simple kitchen, it makes my heart sing. And I have brought to you a fabulous woman that I've met on the internet. And, and I bring you a lot of people like that on this show because it's such a special connection that we have. And if you don't have it, I encourage you to find it because you can meet some pretty neato friends on the internet. So everyone, welcome to the show, Jessica McClendon with The Glamour Nest. Hi. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy you are here. <clears throat> Interior designer. Now you, my friends, we can say the same thing together. Go frogs, of course. <laughs> we are both TCU Horn Frogs, and and I love TCU, and I know you do too. And um, you went to TCU to study. Actually, I went to TCU to study theater. I had a scholarship for acting, and I also studied costume design. Costume design, which mm -hmm. when I met you on Zoom a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, we we determined you and I have that creative brain. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a chef, and I am in the creation world. You, the acting world, not much different yeah. with a creative brain yeah. than interior design. So tell us your story. Okay, so growing up, I did not. We I grew up poor. We didn't yeah. have a lot. Yeah. Uh, my parents owned a window tinting shop or a business, and they would go and tint homes in South Lake, Fort Worth, Colleyville, and of course, I would go along with them because they did not have money to pay for childcare. Right, and I. I just I loved those homes. So it was, I was like a very odd, you know, second and third grader, like looking at the Spiegel catalog and like looking at Pottery Barn. I just like I I loved it. And then in third grade, my parents were able to buy our first home, and they allowed me to decorate it. And so I, you know, painted the walls blue. I stenciled roses on the. It was the '90s, so stenciling it's was okay. like totally allowed. We're gonna Don't, give you a no, hall pass. no one judge me. <laughs> We're going to give you a hall pass, Jess. I got like this like secondhand Bassett furniture with like dental detailing and it was a canopy bed. And I just looking back now, to me, that is the epitome of like a space can change how you feel about yourself because I grew up with not very much. And I, I don't think I ever, you know, I had like freckles and glass, you know, it's like mm -hmm. I didn't feel beautiful. But then when I was in that room, I felt beautiful. Changed I changed like, you. It changed me. It, it changed, changed you. Me. And then as I got older, I got very involved in theater. I ended up getting a scholarship to TCU. That is what I was pursuing. I um, After college, I moved to LA to pursue acting. And I think being so far away from home, I sort of started turning back to interior design, like making my apartment, you know, I painted it. I would like scour thrift shops, like finding things just to like feel safe because the acting industry is very difficult. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the things that are said to you about your face and body. And it's like some things I can change, but then some things, you know, especially 20 years ago, like I couldn't change. Like you can change a lot more about your face now than you could 20 years ago. <laughs> And who can afford it? <laughs> I couldn't afford it. So it was like, well, this is just my face. Um, so I think I just started like 
doing that a to have a haven to have a place that felt safe to have a place that felt like home being so far away from home and then i think as it became more difficult to be in that industry and keep a healthy mind i started wanting to pursue it just as another way to be creative that was a little bit separate from myself it's like it's still a part of you but it's just a little bit separate and i think that that gave me like a little bit of safety so there was like this this little boutique um it, it specialized in mid-century furniture and i and she did also design so i went in one day and she was a one-woman show and i was just like would you let me come and work for you for free like on saturdays um, it was like my day off, my only day, you know. Right. And so, of course, she was like, absolutely. And I, I think the theater, something that the theater really does is it makes you have initiative. It makes you feel it like you you see the holes and you feel it like it just makes you like on top of things. And so I, I think I made myself pretty indispensable, you know, and mm -hmm. she ended up offering me like a full time job at like double what I was making what? at <laughs> J. Crew. And so it felt very adult. I was like, this is going to be a career. Oh. Um, yeah. So I started working with her and it was awful. <laughs> she was, you know, I mean, it was great because I was learning, um, but it was kind of like one of those um, devil wears Prada experiences, you know, like she'd call and I would just be like, oh, I feel like I'm going to vomit, you know, like, right. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's the thing. <clears throat> yes. No, it's, it was terrible. <laughs> so I worked with her. I always kept a good attitude because I looked at it more as like, I'm getting paid to get an education instead of having to pay for an education. So I'm going to be grateful no matter what. And then because we also worked with other designers, because it was a boutique, another designer came in. She asked me if I wanted to start doing freelance with her because she was like, you're so helpful. You have such a great eye, you know, again. Mm -hmm. And so then I switched over to working with her and she even paid me more. So again, I was like, Oh my god! Wow, I can actually support myself. I'm right. not living off of ten dollars a week on groceries, and then I decided to start my own business after in 2008. So I had worked, I think, with her for like two years. Oh my goodness! So, and, and you know, I'm I'm going to back up because okay. I'm going to tell people this, and people know this because we all witness it. But it's good to say when you were with the woman that the devil wears Prada yep. woman, when you were with that manager or mm -hmm. that supervisor. You did learn something. Yes. You learned how not to behave. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. I mean, it's all a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in that, in stages of my life, I'm like, oh, I just remember don't behave that way. And then yeah. look where it got you. Yeah. Definitely just like being kind. Enough, even just in business, I realized like she, she never she didn't have any systems or processes in place. So I was always guessing what she'd want. And, you know, like there were no price, nothing was priced. And so I was always guessing. And so even in my own business, like recognizing, like, like for my assistant, like we have, a, yes. we have a checklist, we have a system. There is no email that you can send that I have not made a template for because you will not, you know, you will always represent right. the, me and are in this firm with kindness and in a certain way, you know, there's never, there never has to be a question. So that exactly. was something she really taught me about business. Yeah. I mean, and you do, it's life is about learning experiences mm -hmm. for sure. Sometimes they suck, yeah. but sometimes yeah. they're fabulous. Turns yeah. out fabulous. Okay. So you're in Fort Worth with mm -hmm. me today, mm -hmm. but obviously your career began in LA, mm -hmm. but your a lot of your client base is in California. Yes. Yes. A so lot. I built, I started my business in 2008. Um, 
you know, during the Great Recession. Great time. Great girl. time to start. <laughs> What's funny, my husband, like when I asked him, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about going out on my own. You know, what do you think? And he's like, oh, we don't have any money anyway. What, are, what like what can we lose? So he's always been really, really supportive. So somehow it worked out. So I built my business from 2008. Um, I mean, I'm still, I still have my business, but 2008 to 2019, I was in LA. Wow. And then in 2019, it was a year after I had my daughter, we decided to move here. It worked out perfectly because we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. We right. didn't know all of, you know, mm -hmm. so we wanted to be closer to family because we had had um, our daughter, Gigi. So, right. Yeah. That, and you do, and you have your daughter. And so you're, you're, you're growing into a new space in this fabulous city of ours. Mm -hmm. So you'll, you'll continue with your clients in not just California, but across the United States, yep. because what the pandemic did grant us that we can do things virtually. Yes. Everything. And it actually was so great because, so when I decided to move, I had already had all of these discussions with clients about how I would be able to help them remotely regardless. And I always planned on coming out every six to eight weeks. You know, I have places I can stay, you know, like it, I know that city, it's a mm -hmm. second home. So, um, so in 2019, when we moved, I was already really working out the kinks of like working remotely. So by the time the pandemic hit, I kind of already felt like I was a pro at it. It really just solidified like, oh, I can, I can really live anywhere and and do this job so yeah i have a, i have a client currently in missouri i had a client in manhattan last year i have a client in mississippi yeah so i'm kind of all over the place but majority of my clients are in la and then i also have obviously some here in the, the Fort Worth yeah. community oh my gosh mm -hmm. people would have I mean, so lucky if they look at your Instagram, if they look at your beautiful website, you. they see what you do. I mean, your your vision, your look. I mean, because do you think designers have a certain look or is that geared to each client? I So I, I say I think both. The answer is both okay. because I think... I think if you look at my website, you can definitely see each client's personality. Um, there's little variations on the design, but within that, you can also see like, I'm very bold. I like color. Um, so like one client might, you know, color might be a through line, but like one client might be a little bit more bohemian or have a little bit more rustic or like a traveled aspect. And another client might have a little bit more of like a, a vintage elegance, but does that make sense? Like yes. there's variations, but definitely. And I think as I've progressed in my business and established myself a little bit more, I think now people come to me who are wanting something that's a little bit more colorful or glam or bold. I don't get a lot of, and I think it's great. I, it's good for me. I don't necessarily get a lot of people who want their house to look like Studio McGee. Right. They're beautiful. It's great. Sure. I'm not good at that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, give me wallpaper, that. give me pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you will mm -hmm. say that. Yes. You know, um, yeah. because I feel like some people just try to put a square into a round hole. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and I love that you you say that. I mean, there's some clients that you just, that's not for no, you. And I feel like it's not going to be cost effective. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be fun for you because I'm going to be trying to, I'm going to be asking myself constantly, like, does this look good? Because it's not, it doesn't flow through me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely am a little bit more like bold, colorful. I'm able to sort of encourage clients, I think, to kind of go for it, you right. know? Right. Yeah. And you know, um, I say this, 
I love so many things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just love so many looks. It makes me feel good, good, good. Mm -hmm. I'm contemporary modern. That is my line. I love color. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, when I'm with designers, it just makes my heart so happy. And you know, you were saying to me that you have some clients that are like, just do it. Just yep. do it yep. without me. I don't need, you know, check in on occasion. Yep. Not me, girl. You're not going to get rid of me. You know what I mean? I'm just, I. But I love, love that too. I love just being mm -hmm. there and I drive you freaking crazy. But I actually, so I have a client. <laughs> I actually have a few clients who are like that. And uh, one of my clients who is like that, we Marco Polo almost every single day. Like, I love her. She's like become one of my closest friends, but she's one of those, like, she's got to work through her process. She wants to see all the options. She wants to go shopping with me. Um, and what's funny is she she went through a few other designers before me who didn't have the patience, I guess. That's what she says. She's like, they didn't have the patience for me. I love her. I'm just like, great. Like, basically, I get paid to hang out with yes. a wonderful human being who loves design and who, like, wants to pay me to, like, help her. Like, and shop. How can I complain about that? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then I have also wonderful clients who are like, I just want you to choose. I love what you do. I just want you to choose. For sure. You choose. For sure. I'm going to go live my life and you you make it happen exactly and that's great too exactly yeah. I, I like to work with however a client needs so I, I have some clients who they want me to hold their hand they want to be involved i do not feel i don't feel that is invasive or any like that that mm -hmm. doesn't feel like that to me Correct. that just feels like that's their process and they've hired me to help them and i'm going to do it in a way that feels comfortable for them and then i have other clients who want me just to do it and that's great too. So I'm I'm pretty flexible on how I work with people. It I spend a lot of time up front with clients, really trying to get to know them, trying to get to know their brain, their neuroses, their functional needs, emotional needs, all those little things before we ever really start the process so that I know I'm really solving problems for them and I'm doing it in a way that's gonna be fun, enjoyable. So those listening right now, my viewers mm -hmm. or followers, your community as well. So let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, sign me up. I mean, this sounds like a fabulous deal. Talk to us about the people that are like, oh, I really, really want, need help and assistance. Mm -hmm. Can't afford it, but I don't know if I can afford it. Mm -hmm. So talk to us how you can actually save clients money. Okay, so I can work with people a few different ways. Um, I like to always start with a consultation because I think that that gives us a really good basis of what you need. It allows me to get into your house because I, you know, I got my, my I beautiful mind is what my husband says, you know, where mm -hmm. I'm like looking at there, like where are shoes piling up? Where is mail piling up? Oh, I see that you have that over there. You know, I'm able to ask the questions like, how many people do you have over on Thanksgiving? How, you know, like when you entertain, what does it look like? What are you serve? You know, I'm asking all these questions. I want to get to know. I want to get to know the client. I want to get to know how they live. I want to get to know how they want to live. I want to know their aspirations, what's working, what's not. Um, so I feel like a consultation is a really good place to start because I'm able to get a lot of information, give feedback, give ideas. Um, and then from there, I can give a really good idea of like a scope of work. Or I can also say, here's a scope of work so that you have a price. And if that feels like too much of an investment and you have the time to do the legwork and you love this process and what you really want is just a safety net, then I can also do, it's called hourly, like pick my brain. Mm -hmm. And so 
the client can do all the work, pull together the sofa, the, you know, taking what I've told them in the consultation, go and search and find things. And then we can, they can email me like, here are five sofas I found, here are five coffee tables. What do you think about this armchair? And then I can start helping them put it together so that they feel confident moving forward. Or I can say, you know what, that chandelier is too big because your ceiling's only this high and this is that, you know. So I have sort of that option mm -hmm. that just, it, it gives the safety net, but it's less cost. And then I also have the option of course, where I do it. And really it ends up not being like as crazy, I feel like as people think, especially when you consider some of the savings that you get like on furniture and things right. that I'm able to get through, you know, my buying group or, you know, my wholesale accounts, my stock dealer accounts. So, right. Yeah. And you know what I've done through the, through the years, I've made a huge, huge <clears throat> mistake of buying the cheapest sofa and it lasts two years instead yeah. of I have a sofa that I spent way too much money that I'm actually having it restuffed and mm -hmm. reupholstered and that cost almost is 15 yeah. years old yeah I yeah. mean it's tired of it we wouldn't I mean it really I've look how much money we saved yeah. you know and, yeah and um we found and one it. thing I was gonna say I love with like knowing where a client is in their season I'm great with that if you have a two-year-old and a four-year-old and right now you're just like I don't want to spend a lot on a sofa I'm not going to push you, but I will say, then let's splurge a little bit on this light fixture. Let's splurge on wallpaper, things that your kids can't necessarily mess up because it's a pie and they can't stain right. it and they can't climb on it, but it will still, it'll make your less expensive sofa look higher end because we've splurged somewhere. Right. You know, we've, yeah. And I'm a high, I'm a mixture anyway. Like I love a high, low, mm -hmm. you know, look. And so I'm, I feel like I'm really good at like really listening to clients, but then also saying like, okay, I hear you. I'm not going to force you to like spend a lot of money on the sofa, even though it'd be a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, just so you know. <laughs> but we can find other ways to add in that style, that you you know, unique choices, things that are going to make the space feel different, so that you're not walking in and everything's from West Elm or right. everything's from Wayfair. You know, it's like right. we can add in that style, especially with lighting. Can yes. we talk about lighting? I love it so much. Love lighting. I do too. It's like my favorite. Oh, you know, we just bought we bought not just we bought the house we're in now, and it had all can lights, all. All can lights. Who looks beautiful in can lights? Yeah. Nobody. No one. No one. Might as well have fluorescent. And so we remodeled and uh, yeah. Yeah, you can you know you know what we did. But yeah, that's I mean, like one of my biggest tips. I'm like, if you have a builder or like a spec home, you change out those light fixtures. Quick. You splurge on it. It's the fastest way to make a house look high end. And it's not even anything anyone can break. Because I know. I'm not talking like table lamps, but I mean I love table lamps too. But like if you're trying to keep it kid friendly, sure. They can't they right. can't so yeah so yeah. much personality in lights mm -hmm. i just oh i just go to the light. i know and i love vintage lights so much like Ooh. that's i'm like just on first dibs like constantly like <laughs> drooling i know well you know um something something that's so cool about you know i mean modern technology and new textiles is performance fabrics mm -hmm. i mean we oh did gosh. have a grass, glass of red wine that went down my white sofa that just sponged right up. it up Ooh. yeah so so I recently, I'm gonna do these like channel tufted chaise, mm -hmm. chaise, I don't yeah. know, I say chaise. <laughs> um, and, and I'm doing it in the perennials, like boucle kind yeah. of look. And Gosh. at first they were like, everything will beat up on it. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that. I was like, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> and I was in the kitchen, oh. I was doing my own experiments 
It worked. I'm very excited. Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. mean, just performance fabrics alone. I mean, in that you mm-hmm. can guide us there. Yeah, you can. And I us. think too, like I think what people don't realize is too, like there's so much with interiors and what an interior designer can also help that will make your life easier. So like. Um, so like, for example, I have one client right now where we're doing a gut remodel in her kitchen and she, she has a four and a, I think it's like a four and a six year old and she's constantly doing their hair in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, there's always a brush, headbands, you know, it's in its clutter and she feels overwhelmed, but she's always in the kitchen every morning. She's, you know, making breakfast. She's trying to get them ready for school and she's always doing their hair in the kitchen. So when we did this remodel, I was like, why not just have a drawer for all of their stuff? Like you don't have to fight against your rhythms and your routine, but it like took a designer to basically tell her, we're gonna have a drawer in your kitchen that's gonna be for all of the hair ties, the brushes, so that you can just open it, you can do their hair, put it back away and your kitchen is clean and you don't have to fight against your rhythm. You just be where you are and we make the house work for you, not the other way around. She's also, she works from home. The other thing we did, like she likes to work from their dining table and she'd always have her laptop plugged into the wall, constantly tripping, kids walking past, (laughs) knocking her computer down. And I was like, we're remodeling. Let's just put a plug underneath the the kitchen dining table. You don't have to worry about it. Now you can work at your table. It's like little things that like, it's like when you work really closely with a client, you can really start to see like, what do you need? How do you live? What are little pain points? What are little things we can do that will make your life better? Absolutely. I know. I love that. I just like get so excited about stuff like that. Okay. So I have a question for you. And the question is, um, what is the biggest challenge with us as a client? What is the biggest challenge with a client? Seriously? Are they just a myriad? What's the biggest challenge? There's so many. (laughs) the biggest i think you don't want to know i think the biggest challenge is i think the biggest challenge i have usually is having people look at a the whole picture and not just this is twofold the whole picture not just individual pieces and the whole picture not individual prices because again i'm a high low person so i might send you a proposal for a table that costs $200 off of Wayfair. And I also might send you a proposal for a rug that costs $10,000 for right. the rug, you know, like, or $20,000, you know, right. but when you add it all together, it's going to fall within that right. reasonable, healthy budget that we've set, you know, and I think sometimes that's what clients have, especially husbands, they have a hard time or I shouldn't say husbands. I should say the the, the more financial person, oh, yeah. like you know, budget person in the in the because there's always a spender and there's always a because right. I'm that person. The, I'm the, the, I, the budget. I'm the budget person. Okay, like I'm like I'm the budget well-laid. person too. Eating well lates. Yeah, not my Greg. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I know Scott's <laughs> like it's only money, <laughs> and I'm like I guess it is. That's spoken yeah. like someone who didn't grow up poor. <laughs> um, exactly. <yeah. laughs> Case adjourned. Yeah. <laughs> But like, so to me, it's always like you look at the whole budget together because there's going to be things that feel expensive on its own. But when we put it all together, it's going to fall in that reasonable amount for the whole space. And then I think also that comes with style. So sometimes I'm going to really push you to choose these hero pieces that are very unique. Like I have a art deco rug that I just, it's like a hundred years old. I love it. It's beautiful green. It has flowers. It has birds, but it can't be with a bunch of other hero pieces. Otherwise it no longer is a hero. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing I, I I do get clients who are like, oh, but this chair seems so boring. And I'm like, the chair is boring on its 
own, but let's go back to the rendering. Let's read, you know, because if they right. look at a proposal with the chair on its own, they start to second guess. But when you look at it in the rendering or the room board, then it's, well, this has to be more quiet so that this hero piece that we just, so the wallpaper can pop or the rug can pop. So that's, I usually, that's the biggest challenge is just constantly reminding clients of the plan. You know what? And I'm, 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 I'm thinking about this as we're talking, because we go back to this creative brain with, with your wardrobe, mm -hmm. with your, exactly what you're talking about, mm -hmm. with food and with mm -hmm. menus, you can't have all the heroes. Yeah, no, you can't have the, the shoes overpower the dress. Yeah. You can't have the chair overpower the, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it is. And that takes me back to a question I have for you. Okay. When you are designing a room, okay, mm -hmm. what is, like, do you center it around one piece? Do you, like, for example, do you start with the rug or do you start with the light or how do you start? So usually, I, so I will say, I'm going to back up just even a little bit more. What I, I always start function. So first, before I ever source one beautiful anything, we are delving into floor plans. I'm figuring out what what is the plan that is going to help you live your life with ease? Like what is going to allow you to entertain the way you want to entertain? Um, what is going to allow you to have your quiet time and meditate if that's something that you want? What's going to allow you to have your kids and all their friends over? So we first, we're going to really focus on that floor plan. And then from there, when I start to focus on the pretty stuff, um, some of it kind of depends Usually I'm going to choose one. I feel like by the time I start with sourcing, there's always one thing that has stuck out to me that I've seen that I really start to think about for that client. So sometimes it's a wallpaper and sometimes it's a rug. It's usually one of those two things. Sometimes it's a fabric. If I'm like, I really want these to be drapes or something, mm -hmm. and then I'll build around it. But it's usually something like that, something a little bolder. It usually has a pattern. It has a lot of colors. And then we slowly build mm -hmm. around that. Great. I love building rooms around rugs. Ah, I know. Just love it. It's rugs. like art just on the yeah. floor. You and I both both know uh, Mitch over at the rug company in Dallas. I love him. Love He's you, so Mitch. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I love you, Mitch. Mitch loves me. <laughs> I know. I just love the rugs. Oh, my gosh. So beautiful. Okay. Let's talk about art because I think I mentioned to you, I did make a mistake one time, mm -hmm. multiple times. Let's mm -hmm, back mm -hmm, up on that. Mm -hmm. But... I had someone select art for my husband and mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. and art is very important to us. And I mean, it may be a $10 um, local artist in Cabo that I've found, mm -hmm. or it may be a very, very something that really speaks to us in Postiano, Italy. Yeah. I really feel like art is something that is just very personal. personal, right? It's personal. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, so... I 100% agree. I usually tell clients when we get to the art phase, if you're one of my clients who likes to check out and not be involved, you actually don't get to do that. It's not allowed anymore because art has <sighs> to speak, you know, or you have to be okay if I'm selecting it, then you have to be prepared. We're gonna go back and forth Mm -hmm. the, the more than we've gone back and forth on anything else. You know, most things I can present and it's like, we're good to go. Art, it's gonna be, okay, I like this. We're gonna go reselect five more. You know, it's, it's gonna be a lot more of a conversation. I think art actually is much better to source with the client going to galleries, um, sending them online resources that they can start like looking. I think a lot of the times another mistake people make is they think that art has to match Right. the space 
And I kind of feel like, not that I'm saying it can't match, but I feel like if you start making it too matchy-matchy, it feels like a hotel. And I'm someone who doesn't really want my house to feel like a hotel. I'm like, hotels are designed to appeal to the masses. Sure. So I really don't want my home to feel like a hotel. I want my home to feel like me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like art can kind of give that tension. It's like, it's okay if art doesn't quite, if you have a very, um, say traditional home, but you fall in love with like a very modern photo, I think that can be very beautiful. Mm -hmm. It adds tension. It emphasizes the modern, modern, modernness, I don't know, it's not a word, of the photo, but it also emphasizes, it, it emphasizes the specialness of the traditional aspect of the furniture, if that makes sense. Sure. Like it adds that tension. So yeah, I think art can, it's kind of a wild card for me. Like mm -hmm. I feel like it can, um, it doesn't have to match. It's only, it's supposed to make you happy or feel something or remind you of something. Mm -hmm. And or it can be really playful. Like I love art to have a sense of humor. Like in one one client we did this, um, it was like a John Belushi, really modern oversized photograph. And he had on like the goggles, but they didn't have glass. It was just silly. It was like something that like you would look at it and it just made you laugh. Made you and laugh. like that was, yeah, that was fun. You know, I have a piece of art. You you walk up the, my stairs, we, we live on the second, second floor mm -hmm. and you walk in and it's a massive, massive piece of art. Mm -hmm. And I see something I see something in that art, mm -hmm. but everyone that comes to my home and listens goes, gosh, I see a cross. That's oh my so goodness, that's a lady. Oh, that's a lake. Oh, it's a star, it's a fish. I'm like, are we all crazy? Yeah. But it's it's personal. Yeah, Which is I love that, that. That's my question for you. Okay, so you have online courses. I do. Tell so me I, more, sister. I created an online course called Thoughtful Nesting, and it was for, it was for, the people who who didn't who who liked the process who wanted to learn more about design who wanted to create their own home but also the pick my brain would even not be kind of something that they would want to do and so it really takes you through my process of paying attention to your habits learning your rhythms because my whole philosophy is don't fight against yourself like I want your home to feel peaceful and lovely, yes, with interiors and beautiful items, but also with like your energy. And so if the shoes are no longer on the floor, then you're not gonna be irritated at your children. So mm -hmm. let, so instead of fighting against that, if the shoes end up at the floor, at the front door, then let's figure that out. Let's let them be at the front door, but let's figure out a way to hide them. You know, like let's, let's work together. So it kind of, it, it takes people through figuring out your habits, figuring out your rhythms. What are the tools you need for those uh, rhythms and habits? Um, being able to make a plan, ma you know, making your furniture plan, and then really getting clear on your style, and then from there starting to source items to mm -hmm. design your space. I love that. I yeah, mean, I it's think really that fun. is so great. And I was looking at your website with the courses and I thought, I would love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of nice because it really gives you like an exploration too of just ah. like yourself. And it to me, it also really helps you start to define like, what are my values? What do I really <laughs> care about? And I think it also really encourages you because it's like something else I noticed with clients. I I want you, of course, to 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 live like you, like let's not fight against ourselves. But then also we wanna have aspirations. We, we, we want to live at a higher level than what we are now, but also we don't want to 
be unrealistic mm-hmm. or or put ourselves in a box. Like that's one thing I've realized is even like with entertaining. Sometimes with entertaining, people think if I'm going to entertain and I want to share my house with people, it has to be in a beautiful dining room with a beautiful table and china. And here's this box. But it doesn't have to be like that, because if that's not really you Mm -hmm. and that's not really going to be how you even if we created a dining room, you wouldn't do it. So why try to live someone else's life? If you are if you want to share your life with someone, how are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. Well, it might be I had one client who who was like, I love tequila, like tequila tasting so we took out her dining room we put lounge chairs in the dining room the dining room was next to the butler's pantry and we created like a whole bar lounge area like wow. she was like i don't need a dining room that's not how i'm gonna do so that's kind of the stuff i like to teach people to do is like make your house really a reflection of you have aspirations so like if you want people to come over let's do that but let's not force it to be in a box how everyone thinks that you need to entertain let's do it the way you're gonna do it and how you really will do it like who wants to like who who wouldn't not want to have people come over and like have a tequila tasting sure. you know like you're gonna want to do that every friday yeah let's do it now <laughs> but a dinner party for me i'm like a dinner party i'd be like oh god the dinner party you right know? for yeah. sure but for some people like i do have i have one client who is a chef and she loves a dinner party right. you know like that is exciting that's for her. me mm-hmm. yes like she she wants the china and the sure. settings and that's beautiful for her but i would never have a dinner party if i had to do all of that you know like well, I have one more question for you in wrapping up because I, I, I'm getting to know you. And obviously with this podcast, people are getting to know you as well. But you talked about as a little girl, that mm-hmm. room making you feel so pretty, so special, so at peace. So if I ask you, and we all ask you, what is a home to you? What would you say? Oh my goodness. I feel like it's probably cliche, but I'm going to go with it because it's how it's my heart. A home is your heart. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. It's safety. Oh my gosh. It's safety, peace. Yeah. Yeah. Laughter, kisses. Yeah. 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 Uh, you say all this and you're on YouTube and if you can see the tears in her eyes because she, how far she's come from that little girl and, uh, Uh, You are making homes beautiful and fabulous and safe and wonderful for so many people. And we appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, my gosh. It's been my pleasure because we're talking about things I love to talk about. I I I just love it. I'm a freak about all of it. I'm just like, oh, I want to eat this wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) Wallpaper is a thing, people. (laughs) All right. How can we find you? You can find me on GlamourNest.com. Also on Instagram. I think my handle is just GlamourNest. And those are like the two, I would say the two main ways. Yeah. Yeah. And look at her website because it is beautiful with all the pictures and her Instagram just as beautiful. And uh, y'all, we love a beautiful home. It makes you safe. It makes you happy. It makes you comfortable. So everyone, thank you so much for listening today and watching on YouTube. We're trying to get up in that YouTube world for sure. And everyone, make your home happy. Make it you and keep being fabulous.